Hello and big welcome back to the Korean Beauty Show podcast to all of our regular listeners. And if you are joining us for the very first time, then welcome. I am your host, Lauren Lee. I'm the founder of Style Story, where you can shop, learn and explore the world of Korean beauty and, of course, your guide to what is going on here on the ground in Korea. Now, you are in the right place if you would like to hear all the latest news, the latest products, reviews and take a deep dive into areas of the industry that you may not be familiar with uh, and just in general, some of the things that people are doing on the ground here, some of the trends, uh, all of that sort of thing is what we love talking about on the show. And Tuesdays is, of course, our roundup episode where we look at all things new. So let us jump into the K-Beauty news headlines. Now, this week's headline was discussing the trend in Korea that has been going for many, many years. And that is the preference for what they call an egg-shaped face. So basically, if you think of an actual egg, turn it upside down so that the tapered part of the egg where it gets thinner is the jawline or the chin. That is what Koreans consider to be the most balanced type of beauty. Uh, They think that if your face is too round, that that is not proportionate. So a lot of the procedures procedures, treatments, uh, injections, surgeries, and even products claim or try to uh, change the, the shape of the face. In essence, that's what we're talking about. So square faces in Korean beauty are not considered to be the ideal. Now, I'm just telling you guys uh, what is the common knowledge. This is not, I'm not agreeing that that's correct. I think some people with square faces are really, really beautiful. And another point, which I'll get to later on, is that I don't actually think that this egg-shaped face is necessarily the way to go, even for all Koreans, but I will get to that. In the headlines this week, there was some discussion of uh, an injection that you can do with uh, a plastic surgery clinic or a dermatologist here in Korea called the Venus Egg Injection. And what it is, is rather than getting facial contour surgery or anything that permanently physically alters the shape of the jaw, it is an injection that that people can get that will give them this V-line face shape, but in a way that they can then go and return to their daily life straight away. You're not recovering from surgery. Uh, And when, when it is used, the article was discussing, is when the chin looks shorter than the other parts of the face, or when the chin goes back and the mouth appears like relatively in an unclear line. So basically anything around the jawline that would give you an unclear jawline. Maybe you've got a double chin. Uh, Maybe you just don't have a very defined face shape. Some people don't. And that is what this article was talking about and, you know, the people that do it and what actually is involved. Uh, So I thought that that was a little bit interesting because I then went away and sort of 
Googled it, and it seems to be pretty much the same as what most other clinics are doing when it comes to their V-line injections. So it's usually going to be a combination of Botox and other things just to make the the muscles contract and make the face appear smaller. Uh, And this is so popular in Korea. A lot of people do this kind of thing. There are even like temporary options or products that claim to give you the V-line, like you probably will have seen those masks that like hang up around your ears and like are supposed to, I don't know, pull everything back, which I think is an absolute load of baloney. There is no way that putting a little sheet mask or a face mask on your face like that for a couple of hours is going to give you this kind of uh, look to your face. But I think the thing that really struck me the most when I went and sort of had a look at some of the photos of even the clinics that are promoting this kind of thing is that it really does not suit everyone. Some people have a really perfect shape to their face that suits the rest of the features on their face. And I think my big problem with the push towards this for everybody is just that, you know, like, so what, I guess, if you've got like a square jaw, if that, that that's what actually suits your face. I think trying to push everyone into this really uh, narrow definition of beauty, this really like triangular, triangular, sorry, face shape. I don't even necessarily think that it makes people look more beautiful. Uh, you know, it makes them look different. Sure. But that was one thing that was I really was struck by when I was looking at the photos. I was like, they just look more the same, but a lot of them don't even necessarily look better. Like, sure, I'm, I'm sure there are some people out there that do really suit this face shape. But if you think of celebrities, Western celebrities, people like Olivia Wilde, who was very well known for having her square jaw, I just don't even know if she would suit having this like egg face shape. Uh, but suffice to say that this trend is not going away any anytime soon. It has been popular for at least a decade, at least. Uh, And, you know, so many products, procedures, surgeries, techniques, tricks, hacks, makeup, all of this sort of stuff in Korea is to give you this feline. It is so, so popular. Uh, Having a small face in general is highly prized in Korea. Uh, People will, you know, tell you all the time, if you have one, how lucky you are to have a small face. They wish they could have a small face too. And it's just not something that I had ever really noticed before moving, certainly to Asia. Uh, You know, I, I, I can't say when I was growing up that I ever noticed if anyone had a big face or a small face uh, or the size of their head or anything like that. But here it is honestly borderline obsession. So I saw that in the news this week and I thought it would be an interesting one to run through just because it is the beauty ideal. And, you know, the, uh, the, the common wisdom is that it gives you a balanced beauty. And I just don't actually think that I agree with that. I don't think that having a smaller face necessarily makes you look better. Uh, And that's certainly the case for a lot of the faces that I saw with that had this so-called Venus egg injection. I think that's just a fancy name. Whoever made this patented it. uh, But there are so many other things on in the market here in the local market that will get you that look. Pretty much every clinic is doing their own version of it. If you see their ads, it's a lot of it is stuff like this. Uh, so there you go. If that's a new thing for you as well, uh, the V-line face shape, that trend is not going away anytime soon. 
Now, the next thing I saw in the news headlines had to do with small to medium sized cosmetic companies, uh, which make up a, a fair portion of the industry here. Not everyone can be, you know, able CNC, uh, LG household and healthcare, uh, Amore Pacific. Most of the companies that are manufacturing, making and exporting Korean beauty products here would fall into the category of small to medium enterprise. And according to the Ministry of SMEs and Startups, cosmetic exports were sluggish in the first half of this year, and they've put it down to the city blockade of China, which is historically or has historically been the number one exporter of Korean cosmetics, and of course, also the Russia-Ukraine war. So sales were definitely down, exports were down, uh, and they were they were saying that that is that will be why is because of the decline in exports to China uh, and then major exporters also in other places declined as well uh, so what they're saying is that it was encouraging that exports to the US have actually increased and so have exports to Japan so the US increased 6.2% year on year and exports to Japan rose 1.1%, but both of those are now emerging as key markets for K-beauty. And the other thing they said was that online exports have remained really strong. So year on year, they rose by 2.1%. And quite a lot of, I've seen quite a lot of news lately around some of the bigger uh, online platforms in Korea having just done crazy amounts of sales. So I think that Uh, a lot of the online stuff is still going really well. Uh, And yeah, so that's what they were talking about. Uh, They were saying that small and medium-sized companies accounted for 49.8% of the total cosmetics exports. So that is a crazy amount if you think about it, because the competitors at the other end of the market are really more on the same level as your L'Oreal and your really, really huge, um, you know, conglomerate companies. So the fact that these smaller companies are doing half of the cosmetic export sales tells you how many people are exporting cosmetics uh, and how much, uh, how important I guess it is for Korea's exports in terms of the country. Uh, So they were the two things leading the headlines this week. I will wrap up our news headline segment and jump straight in to our question of the week. And one of our listeners reached out and was asking, is Jellico's Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask pregnancy safe? Uh, And this is a question we have from time to time, not just in relation to this product, but in relation to a lot of different products. The answer to the question is yes, it is safe. But here is why. I'll go into this in just a little bit more detail in case you also have the same question about a different product. So when it comes to pregnancy, The first thing I would say is that, you know, if you are at any stage of your pregnancy or breastfeeding journey worried about any 
thing that you are eating, putting on your face, taking or whatnot, definitely do check that with your physician. However, the main thing when it comes to skincare that they will be worried about is retinoids. So anything like retinol, retinol, uh, anything like that, any vitamin A derivatives in general, they will want you to steer clear of that both orally. So medicine that you are ingesting and then also anything that you are putting on your face. The other ingredients that some doctors like you to avoid is things like your skincare acids, your exfoliating acids, AHAs, BHAs, PHAs. So some that you might recognize by name are things like glycolic acid, your lactic acid, uh, your betaine salicylate if you are into K-beauty. And the thing with the acids is that it really, most doctors where they fall down on either side, but will come down to the strength of it. So if you were to use like a 2% product that you is just a regular skincare product, a lot of the time they will say that they're, they're not too worried about that. Where they might say that they are worried and they would prefer you don't is if you were going into a clinic and having a high strength, maybe chemical peel or something like that. That is the point at which, you know, a a doctor might say, oh, look, best to avoid anything like that um, until, you know, you're not pregnant anymore. Uh, And the same goes for things like lasers and whatnot. So if you do have a question like that, definitely run it past your doctor. Most of them are happy to have a chat through all of that with you. Uh, the other thing is, oh, what was I going to say? I've totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh God, scrap that. Scrap that. I had something else that I was going to say, but in relation to skincare and pregnancy and the thought has just, oh, you know what? It's come back to me. It's come back to me. All right. The other thing I was going to say is that, you know, if you do have a question like this, just take a screenshot of the ingredients list of the product and that way you can take that into the doctor. So we've got all of ours printed out on obviously the jars, the packaging, but also we've got them up on our website. So if there was anything like that, that next time you're going for a checkup, a scan or an appointment, you just want to run it past them, just take a screenshot on your phone and take that in so that they can have a look at it. But in general, they will be mainly worried about the vitamin A and the retin, the retin Anything in that family is the thing that they are usually the most worried about. So hopefully that was helpful, not just for our listener who was asking about cherry blossom sleeping mask, but for other products as well. Okay, now let us go and take a look at some new products. And we have three newbies in from Tosawung. So Tosawung is a brand that has been a part of K-Beauty and also a part of K-Beauty overseas for many years. But because the brand primarily targets the Korean market and markets in Korean, I don't think they get the same love and attention that they actually deserve. They make really, really beautiful products, but they're not one of those brands that is going out and aggressively targeting foreign influencers and doing mass media send outs and things like that overseas 
in English. Uh, they're just not too concerned about that because of how well they're doing in the local market. Uh, but we have stocked them for years because they make very, very high quality products that agree with most people. Like we rarely get people saying that they really didn't like a Tosuung product. Uh, and in fact, a lot of people that do try their products, you know, we have a lot of people that say that their enzyme powder wash is a holy grail. Uh, their spot whitening cream is a holy grail. So it is one of those brands that is uh, very, very much a trustworthy brand that makes products that people really enjoy using. So we've got three new products up on the website. And the first one is their Bacuccio Serum. So this one is designed to restore rough skin, to smooth your skin's texture, but it also deeply, deeply nourishes and moisturizes the skin. It moisturizes the skin. Now, retinol is uh, one of the ingredients that a lot of people are really wanting to use at the moment, but not everybody can. And Bacuchiol is often a good substitute for those people, uh, particularly if you find that using retinol causes your skin to dry out, become way too sensitive. A lot of people just get trapped in the cycle of dry, flaky skin. Uh, so if that is you uh, and, you know, you just have sworn off retinols for whatever reason because it just doesn't work for you, then this might be a nice one to try out. Now, I have my skin is just really, really, really sensitive and reactive. It reacts to pretty much everything. Uh, so I was a little bit hesitant about trying this one out. I thought, oh gosh, I really don't want to wake up with like red spots all over my face the next day. Uh, so I did my patch testing. I've tried it out and I am very, very shocked and happy to say that it is even I can use it. Uh, so that, that that's always a good litmus test. I I throw up a reaction to all sorts of crazy things, like literally so many different things. I've had an allergy panel test done and I actually am allergic to a whole bunch of stuff that causes a lot of problems for me. So this one was fine on my skin. Uh, I found it absorbed really, really quickly. It wasn't sticky. It really conditioned my skin, which I was a little bit surprised about. Uh, the brand says that it's good enough to use day and night. I would probably just pick one or the other uh, if I was you. Also, just because you know, you want it to last for a little bit longer, but it is definitely gentle enough for even extremely sensitive skin. And what they've combined is Bacuchiol, which is obviously a very great antioxidant. They've then got glycerol, which glycerin rather, which is a great one to restore normal balance and hydration to the skin. Niacinamide is obviously another really nice one for everything from pores to fine lines. Betaine is a great one because that has very moisturizing properties. It can help to minimize the appearance of fine lines and then panthenol which is another one of my personal faves uh, that's a humectant and that helps your skin attract and hold moisture so a really beautiful formula I really love this product I'm going to keep using it in my routine uh, and so I hope you guys will enjoy that one as well if you're after just a really gentle product with Bacuccio in it. The next one is Tosawung's Hyaluronic Acid Aqua Ample. Uh, and so we've just released this onto the Style Stories site. They have recently upgraded it. Uh, and this is a beautiful hyaluronic acid serum if you are after one. It is absolutely 
absolutely so hydrating. It moisturizes your skin from the inside out, but it's also really versatile. So you can use it alone. You can mix it in with your moisturizer or even your makeup to make them more hydrating. If you have a makeup shade that you really like, but you don't like that it dries your skin out not long after putting it on, Putting some a few drops of something like this in with your makeup will just help it to glide on and give you that boost of glow on the side. I think the best thing about this one, though, is it's not going to be too much for my combination and oilier skin friends. It layers very nicely. Uh, so I think you will find a lot of uses for this, no matter your skin type. Uh, in terms of what's in it, obviously, we, you would expect that it would have hyaluronic acid and it has a few types. It has hydrolyzed hyaluronic acid and it also has sodium hyaluronate, both really, really good ingredients for uh, rebalancing the skin. And particularly if you have damaged your skin, if you've been using harsh exfoliants, cleansers, treatments or whatnot, those ingredients are really nice ones to just uh, really show the skin some TLC. Glycerin, another one, uh, and panthenol again. So that one is up on the Star Story website at the moment. Go and check that out. Uh, and the third one is their newly improved and it's been repackaged, the Tosawung Acne Foam Cleansing. As the name suggests, this one is designed especially for acne prone and sensitive skin. Uh, and it is, it's got a really beautiful texture that's sort of I don't know how you would describe it, almost like a, a pearlescent kind of texture. Uh, it is very gentle. It won't dry your skin out or give you that awful squeaky feeling that the skin gets sometimes after cleansing. This is a really great one for people that has skin has become weakened as well. So if, you're, if you fall onto the oily, acne-prone side of the scale, then this is going to be a good one for you. What is in it? It's an interesting formula for an acne-prone cleanser because they've also thrown in things like glycerin and aloe to actually soothe and hydrate. Then they've got Centella Asiatica in there as well, as well as Sephora Angustifolia root extract, which is a really good one just for all-around skin damage. It's also often used uh, as an anti-aging ingredient in products as well. Uh, obviously, it will work differently in a cleanser, but there's some really nice ingredients in there. So that is going to be a good one. The other thing is this one does actually offer deep cleansing to remove makeup as well. So if you are trying to limit the amount of products that you put on your face, particularly when you're having a bad breakout, this one may be a good one to look into. So they were the new releases for this week. We have also had some more reviews up on the site. So the first one was for Jellico Dewy Glaze Tone. This was a five-star review and it says, feels lovely on the skin. After using an old astringent toner for years, I'm so happy that this came out just when I was looking for a new toner. I love how gentle and moisturizing it feels on the skin. The second review we had was from one of our Testers Club members who was reviewing 23 years old's 
Aqua Baobab mask. And she said, spa experience at home. It's a great mask with a wonderful smell. I experienced a cooling and relaxing effect spa experience at home. It's a very easy process to do by yourself. Very easy to peel off and good hydration. Love it. Uh, so thank you very much to our Testers Club member there. And remember, if you would like to join us for one of our future rounds, uh, and we've got a whole lot lined up ready to go, then all you need to do is be subscribed to Star Stories newsletter list uh, because that's where we send out the application forms. And I will add one further caveat. From time to time, we're contacted by people that say, I'm on your newsletter list, but I didn't get the Testers Club application. Uh, And the only reason that you won't have gotten it is if you are on our newsletter list, but you have never opened any of our stuff. Uh, And the reason we do that is not because we're being super mean. It's because we actually get penalized uh, if we send emails out to people that don't open our stuff. Uh, Open rates and click rates, we are actually given a grade on all of that stuff. So if we're sending emails to people and they just never open them uh, or they never click through to them or whatnot, that's actually bad for us. So we generally stop doing that. So if we've noticed that you've been on our list for a while and you've just never opened anything, then we will usually just move you off the list into a different list so that we don't keep bugging you for one, because we assume that you're not keen to hear from us, but also so that we don't get penalized. Uh, because if we get penalties, then the people that actually do want to hear from us find it a lot harder to get our stuff. And it's just all a bit of a vicious cycle. So if you have thought to yourself, oh, well, I've signed up and I never got any of the e emails. That may be why. Uh, So maybe just go back through your inbox or maybe even check your spam folder. Uh, A lot of the times, uh, particularly if you have your spam junk settings set to really high, Uh, newsletters and things like that will go through to your junk. So the quick way to remedy that is to take it out of junk and then just mark Style Story or us as a known sender. Uh, That's just a little hack. We did have quite a few people reach out last time and say, I thought I was on your list, but I never got the, the application form. And that will be why. And it's not us trying to be mean or anything like that. It's more just so that we don't get these penalties from the email service providers, because unfortunately it's a real thing and it becomes really, really difficult for us then to reach other people. Uh, Now, on to the final review that we had. This one was a five-star for Jellico's Bubble Tea Steam Cream. And our reviewer said, love this cream, love, love, love this moisturizer. It's been my day cream for about a year now. Uh, So thank you so much to everyone who did leave their reviews. Always so happy to see them. And I will share one of the podcasts reviews that we had. This one was from Abby J and she said, I binged the podcast when I discovered it and now it's part of my routine to listen every Tuesday and Thursday morning. I have quite a collection of KBD products after listening. I now love looking after my skin and seeing how much more hydrated my skin is. I also enjoy the other insights into Korea and K-drama tips. So thank you so much, Abby really, really appreciate your review. Uh, And guys, if you would love to leave your review, I would love to read it out as well. 
well. Uh, it's always nice to hear what you are enjoying about the show, in particular, if you have any favorite segments. Uh, that's just really helpful to me when it comes to planning uh, our show and planning what we actually talk about. So let me know what you like. If you have any, uh, you know, episode suggestions. If you have any suggestions for new segments or whatnot that we could do, I am all ears. I would love to hear them, love to throw in a bit of freshness, newness, uh, and sort of shake it up a bit. So let me know. You can come and find me over on the gram. I'm at lauren.kbeauty. All right, I'm going to finish it up here for today. I will be back in your ears later with our deep dive. Uh, And this one, I think a lot of you, particularly if you are fans of uh, Korean celebrities, uh, K-pop stars, K-drama stars, I think you will enjoy this one. So stay subscribed. And in the meantime, I will see you on Style Story. Style Story.